This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News & World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the 90 Day Fiance Rehab Up podcast, where this week we're ready to talk about 90 Day Fiance The Other Way, season four, episode two. I am very excited. We met a brand new couple. We learned a little bit more about some of the existing couples and a lot more opinions have formed since we last spoke. So I can't wait to dive into all of that. Of course, I am your host and conductor of the Hot Mess Express, Quiz and Vakili, ready to break it down once more and Hot Mess Express indeed today. I'm joined by an incredible guest. She is someone who never backs down of a 90-day appearance. She is one half of the wrestling rehap-ups. She is one half of the crime scene rehap-up. But she is the one and only Mari Forth. Mari, how are you doing today? Puya, I'm ready. I am packed. My bags are packed. We are all aboard of the Hot Mess Express. I can't wait. I'm so glad to be back. And I'm so glad to talk about these very wild couples with you today <laughs> yeah we we're we're two weeks removed from the happily ever after of it all which i think a lot of us are very happy for we want brand new mm-hmm. couples to sink our teeth into and finally this episode i feel like we learned a little bit more about what, what to expect this season episode one is always the broad we're gonna give you bare minimum introduction of everybody mm-hmm. but still make it an hour and a half somehow this time we got our money's worth in the hour and a half. I feel like, yeah, I think so. It it uh, ninety day is kind of like married at first sight. It's like those first few episodes. It's like yada yada, meet the people, and then like the episodes four, five, and six, the couples are together and the mess starts. And I think this one is still in that kind of phase of like we're still getting there. But like you said, we have a better understanding of what is going to happen now, even though like 
some of the couples still haven't met yet. So I'm I'm excited. Like I have not been this excited for a 90 day fiance season in a while, which is why mm-hmm. I haven't been on. <laughs> but I think this is going to be good. Yeah, I feel like this season feels like a hybrid of a bunch of 90 day franchises. Yes. You've got a couple who have never met and are about to meet for the first time. That's mm-hmm. kind of your before the 90 day vibe. You've got a couple of people that are moving permanently. That's that. But then you've also got couples who do not want to live abroad. They would like to go to the U.S., which would then put them on a regular 90 day track. But mm-hmm. through the guise of the other way, which does intrigue me quite a bit, because, again, I like when it's not formulaic. So I'm going to take that and run with it. So mm-hmm. let's dive into the first couple of the evening here. And let's talk about Chris and Jamie. So Chris and Jamie are the one couple who have not met in person. If you right. y'all would remember, Chris uh, has met Jamie through the internet and mm-hmm. is planning on marrying Jamie nine days after arriving, having not mm-hmm. met yet met at all. Uh, the entire episode pretty much focused on her move on her trip to Colombia because she's on her way to go. And uh, what are your thoughts on Chris and Jamie here, Mari? My thoughts are like, why nine days? Like, that is so random, right? Like, you've never met in person, but you're like, okay, nine days after I get there, we're going to get married. Um, About the two of them in general, they're interesting because... When we, you and Liana covered them perfectly last week, because when you first meet them, you're like, okay, this is cute. This is, you know, this is going to work. And then as they slowly unfurled their baggage, it was like red flag after red flag after like red flag with them. Maybe pink flags for them. I don't know. In comparison to some of our other, yeah, yeah. Some (laughs) of our other couples have like blaring red flags. So they're kind of like not as bad. But I I like Jamie, like you you guys said. And I do like Chris. I, I, you know, um, I think she's led an interesting life, which is why she's she wants to be able to actually experience being her full self now. But getting married 90 days after getting there is mad. And at first I was like, there has to be something that's imposing this deadline that we don't know about. And I thought about how like we'll get to Gabe and Is- Isabel, but Gabe and Isabel says there is 180 days. You get 180 days in a calendar year for Columbia, or you you have to like go back like to visit. And I was like, wow, what if Chris and what if Chris and Jamie are under that? But then I remembered, no, they've never met. So it's not like Chris ran out of her um 180 days. So what why are they they forcing this arbitrary nine-day deadline? Like I really want to know the answer to that, and they have not given us that. Yeah, I feel like, again, like you said, the nine days, nine day fiance, nine day I, could, I could get on board with if there are no problems and they seem to be very much in a perfect spot. But we've heard of issues that get brought up again today where, you know, uh, Chris has a tendency of disappearing for days at a time every now and then and ghosting. And then Jamie fully just started messaging on a whole other relationship, another person. <laughs> so. Y'all are doing all this. You haven't even met. You don't know if your body chemistry is going to be like your physical chemistry is going to be there. You don't know if you're going to vibe in person. You don't know if there's going to be a barrier there. If there's going to be stuff that maybe because there's one thing I know there is no shot. Any of these 90 day couples are getting together without having talked about things that could be long term issues. 
So you're going to meet a lot of long-term issues along the way. And I just, I'm, I'm, you know, the, the pink flag's kind of looking a little maroon, maybe a little red coming up <laughs> is how it feels like to me. Um, yes. Basically, that was the bulk of their story is that she's moving. Mm-hmm. We're getting close to her move. And then we get one last scene, this time through Jamie's perspective, who uh, we're on the day of Chris's arrival. Chris hasn't arrived. Jamie goes to the hairdresser to get ready, get made up for this first time meeting, which I was thinking about. And I thought, you know, it's such an imbalance in relationships that are like this, where one person has hours of travel and layover (laughs) and TSA on them. And then the other one's looking like a million bucks. And it's just so hard to be the one traveling because you're like, there's, I can't do anything in this two by two bathroom in the airport to doll up or like to like (laughs) feel good for me. It was, I remember when I landed, I was like, all right, I got a deodorant. At the very least, that's yep. all I can do before I see Liana is like, let me get that little deodorant that I brought on and, and use that because my God. But Jamie is going to this hairdresser, uh, Mari, and mm-hmm. she looks great. She looks absolutely incredible. And we find out that the hairdresser that she is getting work done from is one of her close friends, as well as another person that works there as well. Alex and Leo, they met <laughs> through the um, the pageant coaching track is how I could put it, is that Jamie yeah. is modeling, uh, sorry, coaching young models and then mm-hmm. had coached, uh, trained Alex's sister. And then that's how they all became friends. They're obviously playing the role of skeptical friends, but... Yeah. They're more supportive than most of these skeptical friends I've Oh, very that. It, cause, and I'm wondering if, if it's because they don't know everything. You know what I'm saying? They don't They're know. Like, they don't know who Chris is. Hell, Jamie doesn't really know who Chris is either. <laughs> yeah. Like, Jamie's actual friends were very skeptical, <laughs> you know, on last week's episode. Yeah. These two, I did like their energy, though. I, I, they made her Same. look beautiful, and they were like, yeah, you know, they kind of, like, bigged her up a little bit, and then she, and then she kind of was talking about to them about, like, the narcolepsy, and she was explaining that to them, and now she's really worried. I thought both of their, um, their uh, shots or whatever were very interesting, because we're getting that shot of, like, Chris in the airport, and then all of a sudden, like, on her way to the airport, she's she's literally listing all of the things that can go wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm like, <laughs> she's like, I feel very scared. And and then same with Jamie, as she's getting her hair done, she's talking about, you know, they'll they'll have to deal with the narcolepsy and stuff like that. So it's like both of these people are at least recognize that there are some things that they need to work on. Like I, I, maybe that's the the silver lining. Like they both understand that it might not be all rainbows and sunshine when they get together however again why are we why is this nine days here in place it could be 10 days 11 days even we're not asking for for months two weeks maybe yeah yeah we'll take whatever we can get just nine days is single digits no 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 no. that's too little (laughs) for me that's too at least double digited if you can but yeah that's all we got from them the next time on we see that it's their first night together and Jamie brings us, uh, sorry, Chris brings up the more of the insight on the narcolepsy of it all of, hey, you might get kicked in bed. So just so you know, that might happen. So I think that's going to be a big part of the storyline is yeah. uh, the the lack of sleep of it all and how that's going to, or the falling asleep anywhere of it all and how that's going to impact the relationship and the dynamic. So I'm sure we're going to have more from them moving forward. But this episode mm-hmm. kind of moved the needle a little because 
they put the magnifying glass on some other people. So let's dive into mm -hmm. Jen and Rishi. We have some stuff to talk about with Jen and Rishi here <laughs> because we learn more about the relationship. And the more we learn, the more I'm getting flashbacks to some other couples we've seen, a couple Definitely. that we may have just seen again, but their first se season that they were on. <laughs> uh, so Jen is a week away from moving to India and she's having dinner with her family She's like, we're closer now than we ever were. I think it's both a byproduct of them all living together in the pandemic. Like it brought mm -hmm. people in your circle closer. So uh, the parents are uh, sorry. They're talking about the relationship and Jen lets them in on a little known fact that only she knows in that. Uh, yeah, his family does not know that we're in a relationship or that we're engaged. And the reason. Yikes. Yeah, the reason is that or her reasoning is that so Rishi told his parents a couple of years ago that he didn't want to do an arranged marriage, but rather he wanted a love marriage, meaning a wedding, a marriage that is not picked out by your parents. So th what she then said was that a love marriage with someone who's not Indian is different than a love marriage with someone who is Indian. And that is a concern that they have. The idea that you're going to move to this other side of the world Knowing that, because if they true, let's pretend for a second that they this what they're saying is actually going to be the case where this family's not going to approve of a non-Indian love marriage. Then mm -hmm. I would beg the question of so if they find out if the is the relationship off because if so then don't do it. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? If if that's a deal breaker, then what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Ooh, the flashbacks of Ginny and Sumit are like strong with this one. It's like this was the first. This is technically the first season we don't have them on, and the producer was like, "Don't worry, <laughs> we got right, we got a two point <laughs> coming your way." Stat. <laughs> yeah. If you cannot get enough of the older white woman trope with the younger Indian man whose family disapproves of their relationship and try to get him to marry somebody else, we got you. Like yeah. that is exactly. And the the moment she had told her family this, I remembered the um, you know, they showed us the season preview. And in the season preview, his isn't his family trying to arrange him a marriage oh, full on full on they're trying to arrange him with someone else so i don't know if that conversation uh, didn't happen or was kind of like eh, i know what we said through a couple years ago we we are taking that back now we don't want to do that the only the the big difference rather between the jenny and sumit and the jen and rishi of it all is that at the very least sumit's family knew who jenny was because she stayed with them for a long time like yeah, they, years, her, yeah. the mom uh, her and uh, sumit's mom were like friends so mm -hmm. they at least had face to name and knew who it was this feels like it's all in secret which isn't mm -hmm. great is yeah, not great and the other part of this that's a huge red flag for me is when her family's talking to her about well how are you going to go about this she says we haven't talked about the plan to tell his mom so y'all haven't even discussed what's going to happen so you're going to get there first and then talk about it i don't know if that's a good idea yeah, it is not well <laughs> well thought out. Like he said last week, it's probably a good thing that she's not um like she has something to go back to if she needs to. She can always mm -hmm. go back and live with her mother and her brother and his wife and stuff like that. She's not it doesn't seem like she's like sold everything. It look it seems almost like she she got prepped before this. Like she said she's been living with them 
since waiting to go be with him since this was the couple that have been um, talking throughout the pandemic. Yes. Um, for at least two to two years now, at least two years now, at least. So um, at least she might have something to fall back on. But it, this is not well thought out. It, it you know, <laughs> um, just showing up to India, um, not his family, not knowing that you guys are even a couple being introduced as a friend. Like this is literally Ginny and Sumit, like <laughs> the, by the book. Um, and then I, I'm scared. I'm scared for them. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they I don't know enough about them yet right because yeah, we, we didn't true. really see Rishi this episode yeah, um, mm-hmm. but who we did see is Myra and Randy her two friends so earlier we mm. talked about hey yeah the, the hairdressing uh, friends were very very nice little skeptical but mostly friendly nice good energy Myra and Randy are the worst vibes I have ever seen. <laughs> uh, so first of all, they meet up for for dinner, and apparently they've been friends for a long time. The three of mm-hmm. them, yeah. um, so much so that we find out that um, when Jen was getting married in her twenties, one of them did not. They, they both didn't approve. One of them didn't even go to the wedding, and yeah. they did not approve at all. So already you can tell. Okay, they're very protective of their friend. If they don't approve, they really don't approve. But mm-hmm. The way these two talk about it with <laughs> with uh, Jen, there is no filter. You can tell they've been fed up with Jen's uh, relationship patterns. One of them legitimately says, if you want to look up insanity in the dictionary, your face is right there. <laughs> she face. said your picker is off. Like, I never <laughs> thought there would be like they, they are too skeptical of friends like they're like. They are so past skeptical. They are just mm-hmm. like berating her with her, telling her how stupid they think she is. It's it's kind of like I uh, I agree with I agreed with kind of like this first part of what they were saying, but then they were just so blunt about it. And then you know what happens next? I was like, y'all girl, you're going a little bit, it's too much. Like it, it's too much. I never thought somebody would could be too skeptical, too overprotective of somebody, but that's what these two friends were i was yeah i was shocked like y'all don't know who rishi is at all you exactly. admit it you don't know but then the way they kept blaming him for everything i thought was just ridiculous because mm-hmm. uh she br- they she brings up that yeah you know his family doesn't know we're, we're gonna be like together and engaged or whatever and then they're like wow he's not proud to introduce you that's wrong that's messed up that's a red flag right there and mm-hmm. i said listen you need to be harsh to her because yeah. she's agreeing to go on this journey. He is, if anything, at least has been open about, hey, they might not approve of this. So he's done his due diligence. Not like he led her there and said, by the way, uh, no one's going to approve. We're going to have to be in secret. Okay, bye. So he's not doing right. that. Exactly. Um, and then they went full skeptical and they said, you know what? I'm going to message him. I'm going to message him and, and see what he's going to say. I'm going to catfish him. And she was like, okay, catfish him. In her mind, she was like, you know what? They're going to catfish and it's going to just prove that he's fine. Everything's good. So, Mari, shall we jump into the, the what came out of the catfishing segment here? Yes. Like, okay. can we just say first and foremost, don't ever do this. Like, don't, don't ever have your friends catfish. Don't let your, person. don't, yeah, your friends getting involved will only make your friendship dynamics bad because either they find something your relationship is 
gone, but you might hold some resentment towards your friend or they find something you choose not to act on it. It puts some strain on the friendship again because they're like, we told you so you didn't listen, whatever. In every single situation, you're ruining your already existing friend dynamics for something that you yourself can and should figure out by talking to your partner. Talk to your partner. You do the work. Do not let anyone else do it because it's only going to be bad for both of you. That's a great, that's a great, great point. It, 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 it truly is because it's, yeah. Oh God, it was bad because like, like you said, now they have a preconceived notion about him that you don't share and it puts you in that awkward position. You being Jen, like she let her friends do this catfish. Now they feel a certain way, but she has no plans on, on not going through with her relationship. So now her friends are berating her (laughs) and it, and they, they said that she, she does this all the time. Um, Were you surprised? I, I guess before we truly get into that, were you surprised when they started really going in on her when they were like, oh, you've done this before. You went to D.C. for a guy. You went to uh, Texas for a guy. W- what did you think about that? Oh, uh, yeah. So she's she's this is not the first time she's dropped everything and, and rushed into a relationship. Right. It isn't the first time she's rushed into a marriage. It's not the first time she's rushed into a relationship moving all over the map for these relationships that have not panned out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's get in. So her friend, I think that was it. Randy, the one who did this, um, was it Randy? I can't remember her friend's name. Um, but so her friend messages, um, Rishi, like, hi, uh, I, I've been looking through your pictures. I like what you see. I like what I see. Mm-hmm. And then Rishi, what he said, um, he said, do we know each other? Do we know each other? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So she says, no, but you know, whatever. I liked your vibe or something. And then he said, where are you? Yeah. And she replied, I'm in London. And then mm-hmm. Jen goes, well, did he say anything else after that? And the friend said, no, but it's totally weird. Like, why is he? <laughs> why is he? Why is he saying where are you and who are? Do we know each other to some random woman? And I'm like, because you DM'd him. He's being courteous. If someone DM me and was like, I like what I see, and I'm taken, I'm like, oh, thanks. Uh, do we know each other? No. Literally. Okay. Make a little conversation. Leave. He literally said nothing incriminating. This is where I realized. Nah, you two have been scarred by whoever Jen has dated in the past to be in digging past, this uh-huh. deep on no lines and no foundation. And it was so funny because the way it was like cut and shot and stuff like that, or like she's like, she said, I'm from London. And then I was like, okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. And then it was like silence. And then that's when Jen was like, well, did he say anything back? And then the friend was like, no that's it i was like oh my god girl i thought you had something like i legit thought something was going to like it be very incriminating and she had absolutely nothing but acted like he basically told her that he wanted to jump in bed with her it was nuts it was it was so nuts yeah i just i couldn't believe the harsh reaction from the friend it just made no sense to me it made it to me it felt like Oh, so no matter who and how Rishi is, you're just not going to be approving. And yeah. mm-hmm. that's not going to be great. And again, I don't think Jen is wrong in being like, yeah, no, he didn't say anything bad. 
there was something she said that I didn't take write down, which really when the friend was like, now you're just making excuses for him. I thought mm-hmm. you're kind this sounded like a bad excuse that you're making for him for sure. But I don't think she's <laughs> wrong in that Rishi didn't do anything. So I feel like even the friends are putting her in a spot where they're at some point they're gonna be like, it's either us or it's Rishi. And I just mm. don't think that there's any grounds here, at least right now, based on what we've seen, to validate that opinion. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, I agree with that. And it 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 did it didn't feel like it needed to be all of that. And when I tell you, I've literally had those that exact same exchange <laughs> in my DMs as well. Not even like somebody coming on to me, but somebody like messaging me in a, in like a way as if they knew me. And I was like, do I know you? <laughs> like, you mm-hmm. know, like, because that's something I feel like that is something you that would be the natural reaction because you're all like, oh, yeah, hey, sexy. And, and I'm like, do we know each other? Like ridiculous, honestly ridiculous. And again, I think there there's a way to present evidence or or to even just present like, hey, girl, we're worried about you. You know what I'm saying? And they did not do it correctly for Jen. So I'm of two minds. First off, I don't think it was appropriate. I don't think it was appropriate how her friends um, addressed this. And like you said, it felt like they were really trying to demonize uh, Rishi for like no reason. They don't even mm. know him. But second of all, I was also thinking like Jin must have put them through it. Like she really, her relationships, her past literally must have put them through it to the to the point where they're like, girl, we are tired. <laughs> like we, yeah. we are sick and tired. <laughs> I, I think what's probably happened, Mari, is that Let's say she's been in four relationships and three of them, they've gotten a big I told you so because they said it early. She didn't Mm -hmm. act on it and then stayed and then left herself. And they're like, see, we knew better. We knew better. You're making these bad decisions. So now they feel very much like, you know what? My opinion is solid and you Mm -hmm. should listen. But because you're a dummy, you've literally your dating pattern is insanity in the dictionary. Like this is what they're saying to their friend to their face. So yeah. Jen definitely put them through it again. Jen <laughs> seems very much like she's not thought this through either with the, with the whole like, yeah, we don't even have a plan of talking to his family and you know, they don't even know. And it's look how funny. Isn't that funny? No, it's your real life. This is not funny. Like it might be funny to us who are not in your relationship. You should be the last person. It's funny to it is not funny. Exactly. And her friends just feel really emboldened. Uh, now and that's what we're we're seeing and it's just I don't know I'm just kind of glad that Jin and Rishi at the very least do have time it feels like to figure it out though like you know yeah there's a nine day deadline on this yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) all right and then yeah the next week we see that uh she arrives in India but we'll learn more about that later on uh for now let's take a quick break and then when we get back we're gonna talk about Danielle and Johan. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price Priceline. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Speaking of getting to know more about these couples, let's dive into Danielle and Johan, who arguably had the most fleshed out story from last week. She had made her move already. She does not have plans to go back to the States, despite the two of them agreeing that after a year, they would go to the States. So she breaks the news to Johan. Johan's not really feeling it. But anyway, now they've gone to his family's house and they're trying to put that aside and just talk to everyone. So we meet his family once again, which if you had watched Love in Paradise uh, audience, you would have seen this. But just to review, there are about 16 people living in this house. He's got two Whoa. siblings. He's got nephews, his parents. Like there's a, there's a bunch of people living in this house and they all love Danielle. Danielle's very much um, got a good relationship going with everybody here, which is good. And uh, they're staying the night here at the parents' place, but they're going to be checking into a hotel because it doesn't have air conditioning and there's a lot of people. So they're going to do that. They're going to move there. Uh, before we get into the other stuff, the one thing I want to put here is that Johan ends up agreeing with the compromise of we're not moving. But he says, let's just see how things are. We'll take it off the table for now. We'll see how things are. Then we'll re- revisit and see if we're financially in a place that we can sustain living here or we move to the States at that point. So he mm. thinks he's got a little victory. I think Danielle has a, feels like she got a victory because Danielle thinks, oh, we're not talking about this ever again. Sick. That's not going to happen. Cool. <laughs> what are your thoughts, Mari? Because had you watched Love in Paradise, had you been familiar with them or no? No, I hadn't. Okay. So when, when I was watching the first episode and before I listened to you and Liana and they were showing all these clips of them getting married and stuff, I was like, oh my God, were they on a previous like 90 day season or something like that? I was, I was very confused until I listened to you. Cause I don't even think they, they didn't mention love in paradise in the first episode. No, they got we, some, I think they had some clips they put in there, but other than that, did. there was no mention. Yeah. They had the clips, but they just said they were married. And that's why I was like, but you have footage of them being married. So I was really thinking to myself, like, <laughs> like what were they on for them to have those clips? Because they didn't, they didn't mention the, the the show. So when you had mentioned it last week, I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. Um, but yeah, I don't like, I, I hate stuff like this. And it always seems to be on the Americans end where like, y- you're like lying, <laughs> you know? And um lying to him making him feel like that they were going to go live in the u.s then getting married and then changing your mind like that is not cool you and liana put it perfectly last week i just was like you can't do this like 
this is somebody you have pledged your, your life to and your love to, and you can't be making decisions on their behalf without talking to them. Like that is just so like stupid. <laughs> Honestly, it's just, it's just stupid and it doesn't make any sense. And having them having this conversation, I think Johan put it perfectly when he says, um, Danny doesn't understand the difference between like living here and being on vacation. And I think a lot of these Americans, especially on this iteration, because it's, you know, the other way, that's exactly what it is. Like they, they romanticize the vacation aspect and not the actual living aspect. Yeah. And I feel like we don't discuss this often, but when, when, you have the American finding someone in another country who might be, there might be a big financial imbalance, not like, cause you know, every relationship factually 99% of the time, one person is going to be making more money than the other person. But specifically in a situation like this, where Johan is staying with a family of 16, right? He's working mm-hmm. two jobs, one at the hotel, one at this butcher shop he's open, which we'll dive into in a second here. <laughs> you are clearly the the breadwinner, right? The primary breadwinner. So right. that combined with the fact that you are now using that power to kind of leverage an ultimatum that you know he can't fight is pretty, pretty crappy. There's no better it's way to icky. put it. It's icky. It's very mm-hmm. much icky. De- basically deciding I'm just not going to move back to New York and what is he going to do? File? He can't file without me. <laughs> like that is right. not okay. This is your partner, right? This is someone you've married. This is someone who you're supposed to share the journey with, not decide the destination and be like, well, what are you going to do? We're on the highway. You're going to leave and walk. You have to be in the car with me. That is <laughs> toxic behavior. Do not do that. So toxic. Yeah, yeah. I agree. So then the next day uh, they wake up and, you know, we learn a little bit more about Danielle. Again, I've learned, I've seen a lot of this on Love is Paradise, but she has a 10 step skincare routine, which involves putting ice on the face, uh, rose quartz and, and, you know, many other things that she, you know, gives uh, Johan a little bit to use as well. And Johan says, listen, I don't get it, but if she, it makes her happy and she feels more beautiful then all the more power to her. But the thing I wanted to point out from this conversation is Danielle mentioning that this is why I need a big bathroom and a fridge for the bathroom to put, to store some of this stuff away in. And this is where I start realizing, okay, so you have, you have these big needs that you want to fulfill, but also you want Johan, we see in the next time on to pay rent as well. When his income is, is rock bottom, it is not going to sustain a apartment where there is, a big bathroom and a fridge for the bathroom, meaning there's also a fridge in the kitchen because they're not going to use the same bathroom for the fridge for both things. It just seems like, again, she's not thought this full out and she's just kind of living on, on vibes and what she's dreaming. Basically. Yeah. It makes absolutely no sense. Like, how do you think you're going to move to a foreign country that he, he has stated like it's, you know, he doesn't make that much. He, the money that he is making is going towards helping this his family, yes. 16 person family. And you expect you're just gonna come in here, sit on the beach all day, eat mangoes, and not work. Like how like how do you think? And then so you think you're gonna get a big apartment and that he's gonna pay for all of this, he's gonna be the only one working. And you're foregoing that extra 15k that that we talked about last week, where right. you could have stayed an extra year and gotten that much money. You said no. 
that could pay for a, a bathroom fridge, which I've never seen a fridge in the bathroom anywhere. Not, and by anywhere, I don't mean places I've been because I'm definitely not that fancy. But right. I've never seen it in an apartment tour. I've never seen it in a YouTuber's never. like, look at my hotel. I've never seen a bathroom in the a fridge in the bathroom. I've seen a fridge in your room, like a little personal one with drinks in it. I have never seen one in the bathroom. So this is new grounds for me. It makes absolutely no sense. I don't, I don't think know, I, I just want don't it understand. in the bathroom. I feel like <laughs> that is not a place that is, I mean, I'm sure they're not going to store food in it, but yeah. anything that's in that fridge, I would feel like is contaminated by the air of the bathroom in a way. Yes. And, and especially, you definitely need a big bathroom for that. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. Like I'm thinking through, I have three bathrooms in this house and none of them are like big enough to put a little mini no, fridge in it. <laughs> you should not, it should not be within arm's reach if you're in a seated position in a bathroom. It should not. It should yeah. definitely not be that close to, if you can sit and access it, it shouldn't exist. So well, I guess and maybe my bathrooms we'll learn aren't small. It. Like, yeah. I, and my bathrooms aren't small. They're just not big enough for also. A right. Like, uh, <laughs> audience, a little bit of homework slash uh, interaction here. If you have ever seen a fridge in a bathroom and you have a photo, mm-hmm. I would love to see it. I'm just a very curious guy. Let me know. <laughs> All right. So in the, after the, the morning routine and everything, they decide, okay, let's go to the butcher shop. So Johan has opened another business, new job for him. He now has his own butcher shop on top of working at the hotel and he's going to show Danielle this butcher shop that he's got going on. And she says, you know, I'm very excited to help in any way I can, as long as I don't have to deal with any of the meat. Cool. Good to know. So they walk in and all the meat is just sitting at this countertop in the middle of the butcher shop with like some sausage uh, links and stuff hanging on this little metal rod. And she completely freaks out about this. (laughs) There's flies everywhere. Oh, my God, there's bacteria. And Johan's trying to explain, this is how it goes here. This is how you sell meat here. This is how we do it. And she just does not care. She thinks it's all. This is why I get sick here all the time, because the the meat has bacteria on it. It's not refrigerated. He's like, it's cold. Touch it. It's cold. It's just this is on display right now. (laughs) Yeah. It was so funny because she was so like mad and frustrated that she just started speaking English. Yeah. Yeah. When she (laughs) wants to go unfiltered, she hits him with the English that he can't understand. Yes. She, she, I, I really think she was so taken aback that her, her mind couldn't comprehend like doing the Spanish. So she, she was talking in English. It's it's normally, it's like normally the, the other way around for, um, people who who speak Spanish as their first language. I just thought that was so funny. And I think she's she's being ridiculous. Again, we talk about this all the time like when Americans go to other people's countries, there's a very there needs to be a fine line between respecting other people's countries and other people's cultures and being understanding. Um that being said, I I I really wanted to see what what other like meat shops and butcher butcher shops look like because I, you know, it, it some refrigeration wouldn't have been a bad thing, but I I feel like he knows what he's doing. You know what I'm saying? Like I would have confidence that he knows what he's doing, but she does not have confidence in him. Clearly, right, right, and 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 that's my biggest gripe here with Danielle is that she basically wants her American living here yeah she wants exactly. to, she doesn't want to live in america but she wants to have that living standard and all the things she's used to here which is just not a a feasible thing 
Um, mm-hmm. He, she asks him, do you have receipts? Do you do like a budget? Do you do expenses? He shows her this notebook that he's got stuff written down on. And she's like, no, you need a computer to do that. No, you do not. No, you not don't. every business needs <laughs> a computer to do anything. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to show him how to use a spreadsheet. And then she makes the spreadsheet and she shows, okay, so how much did you make? 19. Good. good. 19 mm-hmm. is good. How much mm-hmm. do you spend? 60. Now is 60 more than 19? Yeah, that's bad. Like she's literally talking to him like he's an infant. This was yeah. very insulting. Regardless of whether or not his numbers are right or wrong or if he's doing the business wrong, it just to me felt like this is not the way you want to talk to your partner. I feel like this is wrong. You're basically belittling him in his own business that he's showing you for the first time that he expected you to be at least positive about. And yeah, I listen, do I know things about butcher shops? No, um, I am a buyer, not a seller. So I don't know. But when he's arguing that, yeah, I just started the business. I have to invest more, attract new customers. Then I was like, yeah, I feel like a lot of businesses may that start a sense. little bit. Yeah, I, I didn't mm-hmm. think that was ridiculous at all. And to me, she basically is like, nope, you're not making money. This is useless. Why are you doing this? But also yeah. next time on, we're looking at the swanky apartment that I need you to share paying rent with. It makes no How? sense. How? And I, I literally just Googled Dominican Republic meat markets and they truly look just like his like all all of these images look exactly like so that's what i'm saying like and i and i understand why he felt a certain type of way because he was so excited to show her that he started his own business and she just came in with all this negative energy and it really boils down that she doesn't trust that he knows what he's doing and i think he does know what he's doing because when you start a new business you are basically always you're gonna start in the red unless you have like a, a good seed money you know what i'm saying like right a good investment you know enough to invest into it or you're but, bringing like you're breaking off from a bigger company but you're moving your clients with you to whatever your endeavor yeah. is to like immediately be in a more positive start i feel like otherwise yeah, yeah you are starting from the ground up from the ground up exactly and it i mean it's log. it's that is like so logical that when you start a new business it is going to take at least a little bit for you to grow your clientele, grow your profit margins. Like it just does not happen overnight. And I agree with you when she, it felt like she was trying to tell him just stop, stop it. Don't, don't do this anymore. I'm like, why, why this, this is a, this could be a really good business for him and it just needs time to develop. And it's something that he can, he can actually do financial, like get gain financial freedom from too, if it, if it actually works out, because I'm still assuming that his second job is still at the resort or something, but we don't know. And then the part where she's kind of asking him, where did he get this like 20,000 um, uh, pesos from? I was like, girl, don't, don't ask questions. You don't want the answer to, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know where he got it from, but I'm not about to ask him on camera and expect for him to answer it. Yeah, it's like, where'd this money come from? Your magic must be better than mine. And what do you want him to say? Yeah. Yeah. Don't you want the money? Shh, shh. Right. Stop it. So, yeah. Ah, we'll, we'll see where all this goes. We'll see where all this goes, Mari. But um, I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of rants ahead for this couple for me. I think there's going to be a lot. I agree. I think Danielle is just, it's so unrealistic. Like her, mm-hmm. 
her thought process, what she expects like, with their living. It's imagine so unrealistic. Even if this is for me, this is the big thing. She already knew. Like she had met his family. She had been at this very same house. We saw this episode. So imagine now spending the night again in his place where there's no AC. They're using like one fan. It's hot. And think, and there's, you're sharing the space with 16 other people and then legitimately think, yeah, that's fine. We're going to have a nice little beach house. We're going to go to the beach every day. We're going to eat. Like, do you just, are you just turning a blind eye to, to your surroundings? Because that's what it feels like. Yeah. Yeah, she she's just she, did she really expect to come here and not spend any money to help? like it it seems like she's like he's not about to live off of me. I'm not going to be his sugar mama. Huh? <laughs> like, yeah. What relationship sure? do you think you're in? I feel like again, you should again, you should realize coming into this specific relationship that mm-hmm. you have far more financial capabilities. So of course, yeah. if and you have way higher standards i think that's the big thing that when too. you have the bigger standard of i need it to be like this 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 and you make the more money that's not that's not being a sugar in a sugar mama situation to me that is you saying i like this person you can you can stay you can be with me while i do all this stuff because i want it to be like this johan's clearly okay with staying in a non-air-conditioned house with 16 people so you can't blame him for your high standards Mm-hmm. And you cannot expect him to be 50-50 with you when he is so clearly not making money like that. He does not have bread like that. He, he is this butcher shop that he's trying to get going and the hotel. And that's all he's got right now. So here's what I think, Mari. I think when when De- Johan was like, you know what? Let's just see how it goes. And then we can discuss it later. Johan knows she can't handle living there. I think oh, Johan's yeah. like, I think you're so dreaming big. Let's see if you can manifest it because I don't think you can and we'll have to move back. And also, I agree. yeah, we've discussed this, but she keeps saying we're not going to be in New York. I don't think he cares. I think he, he said the states. There are 50 states. There are cheaper places, <laughs> yep. many of them cheaper than New York. So there, there are alternatives that you may not be willing to go to, but we'll see. We'll see what happens next episode. Yeah, and I um I also think that uh oh, dang it, I had it, but so you kept telling him that you used to spend four thousand dollars a month in New York, and your whole, from what I gathered, that whole rant was about it's too expensive in New York. So to my thought process is, does that mean you think your money's going to go further here in the Dominican Republic? Which means use that four thousand dollars that you had in New York to build something here. Like, don't I don't understand. Like, how did you come here and then want to be even more stingy with your money? But then it'd be an excuse not to go back to the States. It See, makes no sense. To me, the, the only thing I can think of that would make all of this make sense, Mari, is if she doesn't have that money. She does not have money mm. to move and retire. She has less money than she's letting on. If you have 4000 in rent to pay and you're not paying that, you can easily now pay 2000 for a very nice living here based on what we're yeah. seeing. So you don't even need two thousand, apparently. A thousand. I think you'll be yeah. fine. Yeah. So to me, th- if that's still causing enough issues where she's talking about it like this, is there money? Where's the money? Mm, where's, where's the, the money, money Lebowski? Danielle? Yeah. <laughs> where is it? <laughs> we'll see. It. We'll see. We'll see what you're coming up with, Danielle. We'll see. 
All right. Mm. Mari, take it mm. away. Let's talk about a couple that we're both rooting for. And I think everyone's rooting for. Can you uh, lead us into the Gabriel and Isabel of it all? Yes, uh, Gabriel and Isabel, they are so cute. I'm so glad we get to follow them uh, this season. And I was stunned this episode. We finally get to meet Isabel. But first, Gabe is packing and he's talking to his mom and his mom is so cute. Everybody's just so cute in this segment. Um, but his mom is just talking about how him and his sister were for everything. And she's not, it's now really hitting her that Gabe's leaving because he's packing up his sewing machines. And he's just like, yes, I know it sucks, but I got to go. You know, I, I got to follow my dream. And that's all we really get from Gabe. It's just him packing. But we finally meet Isabel. And oh, my God, this woman is so amazing. She's so cute. Her and her kids. We get the backstory about um how she meets um her her daughter Sarah's father mm-hmm. and how you know that relationship you know ended and then how she meet, met her son's father and I just felt all of the I I felt tell me if you got this Kuya but it was like all of the like heartbreak that she got from these previous relationships and how it just wasn't working out but that she ended up with these beautiful, like these two beautiful kids. And it was just so cute to see them all interact and how she just had like really bad luck with men um, in her past. Yeah. I mean, they, they opened up her segment with her and the kids playing like Nerf Mm -hmm. guns in the apartment, which was lovely. She has such a close relationship with them that I absolutely do love. And it sounds like she's just got a very positive outlook on her life. You know, yes. she's not living in regrets and, and being somber. She has two lovely children that she absolutely loves and are absolutely both positive. We got to learn more about Sarah, the daughter, than we did about Miguel, who mm-hmm. is uh, the, the kids are 16 and 11, respectively. Mm-hmm. She got pregnant with um, Sarah at age 17. So there's a very small age gap between the between herself and her kids. but. It was just just nothing but love and support. There's just been know. nothing but good energy coming from her. And we got to see a segment where uh, her and Sarah are outside and Sarah's like doing a dance routine because she's in dance school. And then when they sit down to talk, Mari, Sarah does not talk like she's 16. No, Sarah I, was so cute. She's so <laughs> mature. Like, yeah. so mature. You can tell Isabel like raised her right. Mm-hmm. Honestly. That's that's how you can you can you can feel it. And they're talking about uh, this is when we get the the reveal of like um, Sarah and Isabel had went through Gabe's Instagram. So it kind of seems like uh, they ended up finding out that that Gabe was trans before he initially told Isabel. But Isabel said that, you know, when they had met, it was such good chemistry, such good vibes. Uh, she had saw the social media. She was a little confused. But once he explained it to her, she was like, you know what? It's OK. And even Sarah was like, yeah, you know, we, we're we're not we weren't really understanding of what was going on, but we didn't see a problem with it. And it, they're both open about it. And I think they learn way more once uh, once Gabriel like talked about it more. And so they both seem very open and optimistic about it. And they weren't, you know, they didn't find anything wrong, but they are definitely worried about the, the grandparents or, or uh, Isabel's, Isabel's father in particular. Yeah. Their big worry here is that um, obviously 
her parents know who Gabriel is. They love yes. Gabriel, but they mm-hmm. do not know that Gabriel is trans. And the worry here is that the family, they will not approve. But for me, it sounds like she approves. Sarah mm-hmm. approves. They don't see like they're they're nothing but supportive and loving. And it sounds like they love Gabriel. So I am so hoping that despite because they mentioned like, you know, dad's a little old fashioned. He's conservative. Mm-hmm. Um, he's set in his ways. I really hope nothing but positivity for them, because quite frankly, we need it. We need a positive experience in this show, <laughs> at least from one couple. They're my couple. I pick them. So I really hope that 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 turns out to be fine. Um, but I did love seeing the segment because last week we had mm-hmm. heard that Gabriel said I wanted to be truthful. And the next morning I messaged and and told her and she said, it's OK. There's nothing wrong at all. Sounds like she had some questions, but she didn't. She told him that it's fine and then ultimately felt fine, which mm-hmm. is lovely to see. I do love that. Now, exactly. we don't see anything else from them because when you are the most um easy and and good couple positive couple they don't tend to show you a lot because of course that's not fun for them but <laughs> i'm happy we're they're on the show with us uh next episode we're gonna see the move fully manifest so we'll see that we'll get there when we get there we'll take one more break mari and then mm-hmm. we'll dive into a couple we did not meet last week well we met this week stay tuned with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, let's go. <laughs> and talk about Nicole and Mahmoud. Oy, oy, oy. Where to begin? Let's begin with Nicole. So they had the most segment, the most uh, airtime this episode. And it 100% uh-huh. has to do with the fact that we haven't met them yet. So we got to get acquainted here, you know. So uh-huh. Nicole is 38 years old. She lives in L.A. And she has two jobs. She resells clothes and she delivers food. Food delivery driver, reselling clothes. She went to um, fashion design. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Real quick. She is the worst. <laughs> and I, and I, I knew it. I knew it from the moment she said she delivers food and resells clothes. Because let me tell you, there is this thing where specifically, I, I hate to point it out, but it is it, it is women like white women will go into thrift stores. They will take the the best pieces in thrift stores like some of like the most vintage pieces some of the things that are like uh vintage label stuff or or some of the, just the best pieces they will buy it for you know the dollar dollar 75 you know these thrift stores are supposed to be for people who are 
poor or, or you know, underserved, underserved communities. Should they buy them, they take them home and they resell them on the internet for like hundreds of dollars or something like that. And they make profit from it. It's a real thing that's really affecting like um, how underserved communities can, um, you know, who, whose main source of clothing are thrift stores, how it is like negatively impacting them. And I immediately was like, oh, she annoys me. And then it just, it snowballed from there. Have you ever heard of that, Puya? I had never heard of it, but in hearing you explain it, it makes sense in that, you know, thrift stores are essentially like secondhand, right? Secondhand, thirdhand. Mm -hmm. People give these clothes away. And if there's people sniping them for the purposes of then reselling them on a markup because it's vintage or it's classic or whatever, she was she showed us an item. She's like, I bought this for 20. I'm probably going to be able to sell it for 40. It's like yep. someone who could have only afforded 20 would have loved that and would have worn exactly. that. Exactly. So I exactly. see what you mean. Mm-hmm. They could have used it for a job interview for, you know, like for stuff like that. Like it's, it's a real, it was a problem. I think I want to say they were talking about how it was a real problem that really picked up during the, the pandemic because, you know, a lot of people might have not had jobs and stuff like that. And so it was affecting like, the intake of of stuff and how much stuff was being like taken out and like thrift stores were bare and stuff like that and people couldn't get like their their necessities like people who normally were were would could only afford thrift shops and stuff like that couldn't afford afford stuff and then in some places the thrift stores once they realized that people were doing these things they started marking the stuff up so it then made the price out of reach for the people who actually needed it so it's a real thing. People look it up and it's very annoying. <laughs> yeah. So we learned about her business ventures and then we learned further that she had gone to fashion design school. She got a couple jobs in the industry and then hated it. So then she kind of switched gears and went into spirituality and then through a some spirituality thing ends up going to Egypt. And then while she was in Egypt, she connected with it. She loved it. She loved seeing everything. On her last day, she went to look at some fabrics and that's where she meets Mahmoud. So then she spends the entire last day with Mahmoud. After she left, within five days, Mahmoud proposed to her. And seven days after that, she married him fully. She told no one that they're married. She didn't tell anyone that they're married. And then the story starts phrasing it. I was in for a rude awakening two months later. um, I moved and then... They she moved there. She didn't love it there. And then, oh, sorry. After two months, she moved back. Um, yeah. And then they've kind of been still long distance. First, they were separated for a minute. She asked for a divorce after about 11 months. And then they've rekindled and she's going to move to Egypt now permanently. We need to break this down because this was yes. like a lot of this was through Nicole's perspective. Like we literally didn't meet Mahmoud until the la- their last segment like five minutes of him right a- am i am i writing that Puya? like it was mostly everything from her point of view yeah we didn't we get him. mahmoud until the very end yes and and it wasn't even he didn't even it wasn't his own segment like like some of the other couples got it was him talking to her so the one of the first things like we we have to uh break down so when she said she went to fashion school and she said she didn't like it, and then she started doing the spiritual thing where she just started traveling, I immediately thought of 
my only reference for fashion, which is Devil Wears Prada. My thought process was she did not like being told what to do. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I really wanted to know like what her parents did, you know, stuff like this, like she, how she can just afford to just go everywhere. And then she goes to Egypt and she meets a man. And I'm just like, like, I know where this is going because it's like, why do you go to other countries, expect, especially other countries who have stricter rules, then you marry a man and then you want to act like you didn't realize that those, that you were going to have to follow some of these rules. It's like, it's very maddening to me. And it was something that I was already thinking of before that last um, um, interaction with her and Mahmoud. So we're getting everything from her point of view where, like you said, she gets married to him. We see footage of them getting married. It looked like a very cute ceremony. But then she said two months later, it, it, I had to move back. And then we come back to her talking to her friends. And it's like starts to break down. And she's she's painting this picture that Mahmoud is like controlling, overbearing. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it's the same script, different cast. What yeah. do you think, Leah? No, we've definitely gotten this story before, right? Um, mm-hmm. a, a woman meets a Middle Eastern man, uh, agrees to marry Middle Eastern man very early, and then proceeds to realize, oh, there's a lot of cultural differences here and expectations. Mm-hmm. But the big glaring difference for me is that she tells us that she agreed to everything that because he clearly pointed some stuff out, like the clothing stuff and stuff. He had pointed that stuff out before. And she didn't take it seriously and just kind of yes anded and said, yeah, that's fine. And then later was like, oh, this is not fine. Uh, they have a call later and a Skype call where he mentions that, uh, you know, that black clothing was tight. She's like, oh, now tight is an issue. And I was like, I feel like that should be clear that that's probably an issue. Um, again, to me, the thing that frustrates me is that I grew up in a Muslim household in a Muslim country. So. I've seen both sides of a conservative household and a non-conservative household, a traditional household and a non-traditional household. And I can recognize that people operate differently, but depending on who I'm around, what their values are, I know that they appreciate some things and then they don't appreciate some things. I get, I can Mm -hmm. get all that. To me, you agreed to marry Mahmoud before you did a modicum of research on potentially what his values are. Thank you. Which is, I think a fault of yours because that's not okay because now she keeps, she, she used the specific verbiage. Let me look at my notes real quick. Um, she, at the very end of the uh, conversation, he's trapped in his cultural conditioning. I don't think he's trapped in that situation. I don't think it's a position where he's like, Oh, I hate this. But, you know, you got to do what you got to do. I think he believes this. It's his beliefs at that point. And to me, I'll say this like I said it with even Muhammad um, and any other couple. You two are not compatible because your beliefs are very different. And love is not going to be enough to do that unless you find compromises. And if neither of you are going to switch up or one of you isn't willing to switch up, then it's just not going to work. And sounds like you would because she said she started the visa process for him. And then when she asked for the divorce, she canceled the visa process. So at one point they were done. They were done, done. And now they're opening it back up again. But it doesn't sound like things are going to change from his perspective. Uh, Yeah. So this is immediately where I was like, oh, so you're doing this for the TV show. 
Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause she, she stopped the visa process and blocked him. Like mm-hmm. that means he's blocked from the United States, right? I mean, she canceled the process. So what I do know is that if she then chose to reopen the process, we're talking, you have to redo from step one because the processing time can be a while. It can take like a year to two years to even get to like the interview process. So they have to reset all of that if they want to do that again, firstly. And then, um, I mean, I don't think it's a good look that you canceled the application and then reopened it. I think that could cause maybe more checks on it. I'm not 100% sure there, uh, quite frankly, if I'm being honest. but. For me, my frustration comes with when she's talking to her friends about it and the way she's talking with her friends about this, because one of the friends was like, didn't you work? I thought you were separating. What happened? And she said that, you know, within a week of moving there, she realized how different it was to live there. And ultimately now, you know, she agreed to things he wanted. Some of the things he wanted was no hugs from men to cover up, no drinking. and. She feels like, you know, again, he's trapped in his cultural conditioning and that what he's doing is wrong. And I don't think what he's doing is wrong. I think it's just difference of beliefs, difference of tradition. And and I can only respect someone from for being honest with me about it, even if I don't subscribe to it. You know, like for me personally, I think there's a lot of stuff from my upbringing that I saw and. We're like, yeah, this is the norm. And I was like, I don't think it is for me. And, you know, I do not bash you for having those beliefs. I just don't think it's for me. And I think that's okay. But you cannot now make him look like the evil person for having these beliefs and make it seem like he's trapped in these beliefs because of his surroundings. It's just his beliefs at the end of the day. And you agreed to them, which is my biggest issue is that the, when he brought all this stuff up, she had agreed to it. She didn't say, hmm, can we talk about that more later? She agreed to it. So it's tough. It's a tough spot to be in uh, for me because I always have the toughest time talking about couples like this on the show because I can see what the show's trying to convey and I don't appreciate it. But also I can I can speak to it with experience, but it's still so hard for me to walk that line i completely agree like you can like you can see she even said in the the conversation with mahmoud i said yes because i thought there would be wiggle room like what and this was the part where i was like i something told me she was like full of shit at the beginning but this was this was the main takeaway when she when she's talking to him and he's like oh hey my love he seems so much nicer than what she's portrayed to us at this point to her friends and then she's like oh yeah i can't wait to get there i just don't want to fight and he's like haha it's okay we won't fight and you know but you like love fighting she's like i love fighting like it's like girl you're kind of picking a fight right now like it really felt like she's trying to get him to like it, it really felt like she was trying to get him to fight, and he's like, "Oh no, it'll be fine," and stuff like that. And he seemed way more chill than what we were led to believe. And then finally, she's like, "Oh, what about the clothes? What about the clothes?" It was like she knew that that like that was going to be a source of spot. And he just said, "You know, I just would like for you to cover up." You know what I'm saying? And she was like, "I." And then we're getting her confessionals where she's like, "I can't believe I'm being told what to wear," and I'm like, "And she," and I'm like, "Girl." In, in the confessional and you talking to him, you're a fashion design student. You're you're wearing 
a long sleeve shirt, like a very two very fashionable long sleeve shirts to your wrist. He's not telling you you have to completely wrap up or you have to wear like a burka or something like he's not even saying that. He's just said, can you please like just cover? Can you cover up? That was that was our our main deal. He's he, he it seems like he's letting her have freedom for that. It's just that he he wants it to be covered. What did you think about that? Yeah, and that's the thing, right, is that then the whole conversation about tightness comes in, which she was like, now it's about being tight. And I was like, well, his thing, what he's saying is cover up in a non like body form way. And Mm -hmm. it's kind of like a loophole to be like, well, I'll just wear something like this as a little more form fitting, which is clearly like, you know, not what he's trying to do. It's again, this is so difficult to talk about for me, but the way I see it, to sum it up, is that Mahmoud is a conservative guy with conservative beliefs coming from a traditional household. He put these things on the table for her. She agreed and said, yes, and that's good. That's cool. And then was like, oh, wait, no, this is a lot more serious than I thought. This is a lot more. I think it was like, a, like she said, rude awakening. It was one of those things where she didn't expect it to be this hard for her, which obviously it's going to be right. very hard for you. Where she mm-hmm. mentioned culture shock. I was like, oh, of course. I mean, going on a vacation to Egypt and just, you know, being yourself and then for seven, six days, whatever, seeing the, 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 the country and like doing touristy stuff is significantly different than moving there. We've seen culture exactly. shock happen on the show plenty. Jenny had it when she moved to India. Uh, we've had... Um, Rebecca but, had it. Rebecca, had, yeah, yeah. We we have a lot of different people who have experienced this, and, and, and you know are like, no, this is not easy. Uh, I believe Memphis and Hamza had the exact same situation as well when they mm-hmm. when she moved to him. So it's just one of those things where, of course, this is a show where they find the most, um, uh, pe- they find people who do the least research on anything. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's exactly. where the show is. So of course, I'm not going to try and look at it too critically but part of me has a tough time with this when it starts feeling like oh so we're already trying to nicole's trying to paint mahmoud as this like oppressive man who's who's trying to bring her here trap her here and then make her be who she isn't which if you look at it like that and then you look at the stuff we talked about you may potentially see it that way but i think it's deeper than that i know it's deeper than that because again i've experienced this i've seen this so, yeah. And he clearly doesn't have like it, it doesn't seem like he has designs on like coming to the U.S. He he cl- clearly doesn't mind if she stays there. She He let her apply for the visa for him to come to the U.S. She canceled it. He doesn't mind her going back. back it's not like, yeah, we Egypt. must like, we must go back. I think yeah. he wants it more for him to move there because then she's yeah. like, then it'll be a little bit more. I can be a little bit more me, a little bit more, live a little bit more freely, which that's the part we don't know. Right. Is that right. if he is saying you have to be more conservative because we're in Egypt and like I have family here or this is just what the norms are to me. So I don't want to like deviate from the norm. And if he yeah. moves to America, maybe he's a little bit more. um like free about it because we saw this with even muhammad Muhammad. where Mm -hmm. muhammad still kept the same beliefs and values and thoughts moving to the state like that eve thought that's just going to change when it didn't so we'll see we haven't seen them in person yet so we need to see that happen um but to me i feel like 
she came into this very naive again like Maha, uh, mahmoud proposed within like the day he met her which should be a, like, yeah. a, a bit of a red flag but then she said yes i'll marry you and then now she bought a one-way ticket to egypt mari it didn't work the first time she one-way ticketed this thing which yeah. i guess you can look at it and be like oh that's very that's like that's like she she believes in the relationship. Yes, she does. Uh, but when we're seeing all these things come up, it's it's hard to believe in this relationship when it sounds like you're gonna have some core disagreements on foundations of of who you are as people and how that's going to work with the two of you. Are you gonna find compromises? Are you gonna be able to mesh well together? We don't know. So I would like to see Mahmoud next episode, see what he lives like, and then see where these two go. But uh-huh genuinely if i'm being very honest with you and the audience mari they're gonna be the toughest couple for me this season they're just I, are i'm gonna have a I tough agree. time with it i agree and i like i thought okay they did this once or twice but now i'm really starting i think i might depending on how nicole and mahmoud's uh storyline like is fleshed out and edited i might really start side side eyeing tlc because it's it's starting to feel like they're they're really trying to push this narrative and i don't like it i i truly don't like it and and you know just on your behalf or whatever just not like all of these relationships where these women are going to other countries that have different cultures that they're not respecting and then trying to turn it around and play the victim and like act like they're oppressed in some way i'm like that's on you. Like, to be quite honest, it's on them. They're not doing the research. They're not. It takes a simple Google to figure out what what the laws of the land are wherever you go. And if you're not doing that, but you're entering into marriage contracts with people like, I'm sorry, like, I'm not going to feel bad for you. And you're not going to try and make me think that he's such a terrible person when we haven't seen him yet. And again, what I saw, I was like, he doesn't seem like how he, she's making him seem. So I don't know, man, I, I'm this, they're giving a big side eye. They're getting a big side eye from me. And that's fair. That's fair. I mean, you know, it's a new season. I'm excited to cover the mess. It is the hot mess express. I know what I've signed up for, but some of the storytelling on these things, some of the way they angle, I think I've watched in, I've watched a lot of reality TV at this point where I can tell what they're trying to convey to me. And it's, it's insulting, (laughs) quite frankly. I don't love it. I don't love it. I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, okay. So uh, we're painting this man as the villain. Great. Why? Mm -hmm. Uh, What did he do besides, you know, grow up with these beliefs? So we're going to poo poo these beliefs. Okay. That's, that's nice. Um, Love that. Uh, Mm -hmm. Because, you know, then you have someone like Danielle, whose beliefs are more spiritual and they'll kind of dodo music it a little bit. They're like, oh, look, this do- it's like they don't let people like they don't let the beliefs just be their beliefs. They have to magnify it a certain way. And mm. I can see the glaring differences. And I'm starting to see a bit of a trend when the when the beliefs mm-hmm. are a little bit more conservative. You are definitely from where I'm standing, not treating it like it's OK. And I don't like that. You don't have to agree with it, right? And that's the big thing for me. Again, as someone who came from that background, there's stuff that I don't agree with it, agree with, or like I don't, I didn't adapt to my life from it, but I can still respect that it's their beliefs and and it should be allowed to be there. Anyway, got very serious at the end here, Mari, but it was, it's always a good time getting to talk to you about this silly show. Sometimes it's super silly, sometimes it's super serious, but all the time, 
It's super fun. So thank you so much for joining us today. Let the people know, where can they find you? What are the stuff you have going on? Like you said, you did a great job on the intro. Every week, me and Matt Scott bring you the highlights of the week in wrestling over on the Wrestling Rehab Up podcast. Uh, This is the perfect time to dip in and listen or watch on the Rob Has a Podcast YouTube page because it is the road to WrestleMania is the best time of the year for any wrestling fan, any casual wrestling fan. We had Puya and Grace on for the Rumble coverage that we did a few weeks ago. It was such a good time. So uh, go to robhasawebsite.com slash wrestling feed to subscribe subscribe to our podcast feed and then like i said please go check us out on the rob has a podcast youtube page um where we bring up pictures and stuff and it's awesome and then every tuesday me and sarah carroting bring you true crime tuesdays over on the crime scene podcast uh this week is going to be a good one it's going to be a doozy we covered uh gunther's millions with um with kevin from crime writers on and it was a very interesting docuseries on Netflix and we dive right into it. So make sure you are um, subscribed to Crime Scene by going to robhasawebsite.com slash crime feed. And um, also you can join our Facebook group. It's a Crime Scene Podcast Facebook group. We're trying to start it up. So um, please go and um, and subscribe to that. So uh, other than that, you can find me on Twitter at Mari Talks Too Much. That's two like the number two, where each week, whenever I do guest spots, I'll post it on Twitter. I did just do Married at First Sight with Asian and Jason um, over on the Mavs, the Love at First Sight feed. So that was really fun. They're on the Rob Has a Podcast YouTube page as well. And so whatever I'm doing, wherever I'm guesting, you can um, follow me on Twitter and you'll know where I'll be. So that's it. Thank you for that, Mari. Um, I will say I I do appreciate you for bringing me back into the uh, wrestling fold because it's been a lovely journey getting back into it again. And I got to say, I'm feeling uh, feeling very oozy now. So that's great. Yes. <laughs> I'm very much enjoying that. Um, y'all can find me on Twitter at Puyaism. You can find me on Twitch, of course, twitch.tv slash Puya. That's where I am when I'm not podcasting. So come through, say hi. Would appreciate it. Uh, and aside from that, um, there will not be a 90 day fiance next week. Just found out with the Super Bowl being this Sunday, there will not be a new 90 day fiance episode. No. So I'll see y'all in two weeks. I'll see y'all in two oh, weeks. No. Yeah. And at that point, uh, Mass Singer will be back with season nine, believe it or not. So Leon and I'll be back to talk about season nine of the Mass Singer. Genuinely, that's the show that if people said, is that show still on? I'd be like, yeah, I know. Right. Uh, every other show when that happens i'm like no 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 no. you just weren't keeping up with it that's on you but last singer how are you still on i don't know but i'll be there to talk about you regardless and of course if you'd like to leave a rating and review for the podcast please go over to the robinson website.com slash 90 day fiance that's the number nine number zero day fiance but for now we have arrived at our destination over on the hot mess express we're going to take a two-week break and then we'll be back with more 90 day fiance but until then take care have a good one Bye. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So, I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+ plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.